Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 106, Seer, Part 2. I can't think of a more timely topic to ponder and to truly get serious about than about the truth that we have a seer among us today. When King Limhi was told by Ammon that back in Zarahemla, a seer resided who not only has the ability to translate records through the use of interpreters, but that King Mosiah, who was the seer, was a revelator and a prophet also. But a seer can know of things which are past, and also of things which are to come. And by them shall all things be revealed, or rather shall secret things be made manifest, and hidden things shall come to light, and things which are not known shall be made known by them. And also things shall be made known by them which otherwise could not be known. And why would a man here on earth be given such a gift from God? The high gift from God, a gift which is greater can no man have. God calls and he gives this power of revelation and vision to his chosen prophet so they can become a great benefit to their fellow beings. God has provided a means that man, through faith, might work mighty miracles. You and I know the world is on edge. I was talking to a man this week who said, if these aren't the latter days, I'm not sure I want to live during the latter days. Pandemics, earthquakes, tornadoes, floodings. And pardon me, friends who live outside of the United States, I'm just listing off what I know, what I know that we're experiencing here in America. And I apologize for my ignorance of not knowing what you're experiencing, but fill in the blanks. Here in the United States, we're experiencing atrocities to human life, property, civility. I can go on and on. While coronavirus numbers are increasing, unemployment numbers are increasing, and we're all in a position of uncertainty. People are clamoring, what are we to do? And I think it's such good news that they desire to do something. I'm not convinced that they're always moving in the right direction. There is much to discern about these sorts of things. I'm concerned about good and decent people who are now doubting themselves, shaming themselves, as if that's going to solve the problem, carrying the weight of the abominations of others. If we believe that we must be punished for our own sins and not for Adam's transgressions, I don't know if the collective shame and feeling at fault for the wickedness of others is the right approach. When we do that, it leaves a void. And what is going to fill that void? We lose perspective of our sphere of influence and how much of an impact we can have. Instead, we're left with these desperate feelings of anger loss of control, despair, and and heightened anxiety. And it can feel like bondage. We can feel stuck and hopeless. What I would like to offer to Sister Scriptorians, to covenant-keeping daughters of God, 
is that you take a moment before you act and you get still and you listen to our seer, our gift from God given to us to benefit us and bring miracles into our lives. The one who can know of things which are past and also of things which are to come. By him shall all things be revealed or rather shall secret things be made manifest and hidden things shall come to light. And things which are not known shall be made known by him. Things which otherwise could not be made known. I know some want to rise up. I know there's pressure right now to take a stand on social media. There is so much loudness and commotion. And I'm not saying to not act or to not speak. I just encourage you to listen to what you have already been told by a prophet, seer, and revelator of God to do. Consider the possibility that God knew that this would happen. And he told his prophet exactly what we need to do to move forward. Just consider that possibility. Consider we have already been told how to move forward safely, with power, in truth, and therefore with his blessing. He has prepared us for this day, for these moments, and for more to come. So can I just say, President Nelson, he exhausts me. (laughs) He is 95 years old and he is running circles around me. Not only with his intellect, because I, I swear he must be a genius. I don't know. But his endurance and his spiritual capacity, he is a miracle. And what he is preparing us for goes far beyond these simple observations. He has not been shy in his purpose to prepare the Lord's battalion to help gather scattered Israel. He has spoken individually to the youth of the church, to the men of the church, to the women of the church, instructing us of our divine roles in this battalion. And he has given us instruction or prophetic charges to prepare us to do our work, and he has blessed us repeatedly with the capacity to follow through. So let's not be fooled into thinking that this work that we're being called to do, that we've covenanted will do, let's not be fooled into thinking that it's going to be done in still waters. No, it will be done in the wrapping up years in the midst of tempest-tossed waves. We're being told now to prepare ourselves now so that we can prepare the children of God for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, the scripture about there is opposition in all things, that's truth. An important work that we have covenanted with God to do must be done in the midst of opposition and in despite opposition. Our seer that we have raised our hand repeatedly to sustain has cautioned us, has warned us of the increasing attacks of the adversary on faith, upon us, upon our families, and that this is happening at an exponential rate. So let's not be caught off guard. He has revealed to us that the adversary is quadrupling his efforts to disrupt testimonies and impede the work of the Lord. He is arming his minions with potent weapons to keep us from partaking, hear it, of joy and of love of the Lord. 
I wonder what power, joy, and love possess that Satan would desire to keep us from partaking of this experience that is enhanced, that is experienced because of our body, which he does not have. We have been warned that in the coming days, it won't be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and the constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Interesting, isn't it? What are the fruits of the Spirit? The fruits of the Spirit include joy and love. And to those who still are undecided whether or not to get back on the covenant path or even to get on in the first place, our prophet pleads with you to do so now, to do the spiritual work, to know that this is the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is his church and he cautions us. The time is running out. And what is that spiritual work that we are told to do? the seer of our day, President Russell M. Nelson. And I'm not even including all the words and the directions, the counsels and the warnings from the other men, the apostles of God, who too have been called to be prophets, seers, and revelators. But President Nelson has purposely, deliberately come to us in our quorums and our society and has called us to rise up and to step into our roles as the gatherers of scattered Israel. And in order to do this important work, he is preparing us by reminding us of who we are. He is asking us to purify ourselves. He is teaching us to come unto Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer, and to hear him, and then to follow through with what he tells us to do. The prophet has restructured us so that we can more efficiently prepare together for the second coming. And then our seer today has blessed us with the capacity to accomplish all of it, which is significant, which will be a miracle in and of itself because it is more than humanly possible. It will require and does require the grace of God, his enabling power that makes our efforts glorious and it changes us. It purifies us in the process. So first, we have been reminded of our roles as covenant daughters of God. And now before I begin, please add to these words that you're hearing today, President Nelson's talk, A Plea to My Sisters, that was given in October 2015, and answer the call that he is calling us to rise up to be. Act as if you have the attributes and the gifts and the strengths that he is calling for. And don't waste a second in wondering if he's talking to you. He is. You are needed. But today I have only included his words since he has become the prophet of God just two short years ago. And he has lovingly in this time period removed the world's vision from our eyes, and he has replaced it with a heavenly perspective of who we are. And then he has given us lots of homework assignments to figure it out for ourselves and let it sink into our heart. The prophet of God, he sees our goodness. And if he sees our goodness, that means God knows our goodness. We are not second-class citizens in the kingdom of God, and Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, have never been confused about the role His daughters play. President Nelson reminds us that we have a special gift, 
a divine endowment to communicate the love of Heavenly Father and our Savior to others. We can sense what someone needs, when they need it, and we reach out, comfort, teach, and strengthen them in their very moment of need. We are good at thinking of others first. We inspire others. And as President Nelson said, we set a standard worthy of emulation. He referred to our Relief Society and the sisterhood that we have demonstrated over the years. This was used as a model of encouragement when the quorums of the priesthood were restructured. We have been reminded that we have been blessed with a unique moral compass, the ability to distinguish right from wrong. And because of this, we are to be society's guardians of morality and to teach others to be likewise. This gift is heightened in those who are making and keeping sacred covenants with God. And in order for us to tap into these gifts, to tap into the power of our covenants and the endowment of God's power that we received in the temple, we must purify ourselves. And though President Nelson spoke to the quorums of the priesthood about repentance, I believe that this applies to us as well. He came correcting the negative connotation that we have given the word of repentance. And he boldly testified that this feeling of being penalized is engendered by Satan. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of knowledge, a change of spirit, and a change of breath. And through prophetic charges that we have been given, we have been asked to change our minds about ourselves and about our mission, about the use of our time, about our role in the Lord's work, to increase in knowledge, to increase in spirit, and to use our breath to speak testimony. He wants us to understand our endowment. He wants us to lead out with this power in our families, our callings, in our ministerings, By doing so, this is how we will keep the two great commandments of God. This is how we love. This is how we change our lives. This is how we change the world. We have been charged to do this work, to know our spiritual gifts, and to use our time better. He asked us to fast for 10 days from social media. Why? Is the prophet so concerned about social media? I only think he's concerned because of the true impact it really does have on us. He wanted us to separate ourselves from the perspectives of the world that are wounding us, taking our time and energy and changing our priorities. Instead, he directed us to read the Book of Mormon and see Jesus, not just sprinkled, throughout the Book of Mormon, but doused on every page of the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is another testimony of Jesus Christ. The prophet wanted us to take a break from fake and have the heavens opened to us, to give us inspiration and revelation, to bring us closer to Christ, and to give an opportunity for miracles to happen. We have been asked time and time again to study to study the purpose of the Relief Society and its declarations because it declares who we are and who the Lord needs us to be as we gather Israel. We have been told to study 
DNC 25 because if we follow its counsel, we will have access to the power of God in our lives. We have been charged to study DNC 84 and 107 about the priesthood so that we can increase in understanding and also in faith so that we can draw upon these spiritual treasures that the Lord is wanting to make available to us. And if that's overwhelming to you, I understand. But we have been blessed by a prophet of God that we will understand. So let's just do it. And let's just believe we can through Jesus Christ. Because right now you're looking at the world and you're wondering what you can do about it. But can't you see? The prophet of God has already set you in motion. He has shown up and shown us how to become disciples of Jesus Christ. He who has perfect love, who has healing power, and who is merciful, who treats others better than they deserve. Doesn't the world need mercy right now? And Jesus Christ's power, which he gives to you through your endowment, can push back darkness. These things and many more are intended to purify us, but beware of the traps of expecting perfection right now. President Nelson says the Lord does not expect perfection from us at this point in our eternal progression, but he does expect us to become increasingly pure. And that's what daily repentance does for us. And because we are unprofitable servants, when we repent, we are blessed with more power and we become powerful tools in the hands of God. The truth is, we must all come unto Jesus and learn to hear him. The Lord has reassured his people that if ye are prepared, you shall not fear. And if you're like me, whenever you hear this, you think food storage (laughs) or self-reliance about the physical things that we can do to prepare against natural disasters or famine or job loss. If we are prepared with food and savings and skills, we shall not fear. But what about our hearts? Our Savior wants our hearts prepared. And he can help us so that we can encounter hate and chaos and uncertainty and not fear. And while the adversary knows how to discourage this divine communication, he's figured out how to make good things evil and evil good. He knows how to deliver his messages loudly, boldly, boastfully. The light of Jesus Christ continues to shine bright, yet simply, quietly, and with stunning plainness. Please keep that in mind right now and for coming days because our seer promises us remember the man who can know of things which are past and also of things which are to come and by him shall things be revealed or rather shall secret things be made manifest and hidden things shall come to light and things which are not known shall be made known by him and also things shall be made known by him which otherwise could not be made known he promises That when we seek to hear, to truly hear Jesus Christ, we will be guided to know what to do in any circumstance. So how would those a part of the Lord's battalion, those who have covenanted to willingly take upon themselves the name of Jesus Christ and always remember him, what would they do to hear him? President Nelson instructs us to prepare 
to prepare by reading the scriptures, attending the temple when they open back up, so that we can learn how to part the veil and to communicate more clearly with heaven. And there we learn how to rebuke the adversary and draw upon the Lord's priesthood power to strengthen us and those we love. You see, partnering up with the Lord not only brings truth and love as our work and our support, but it brings his priesthood power, which is then activated, and the adversary can and will be rebuked by it. Also, being engaged in family history work, recognizing the whisperings of the Spirit, and following the words of prophets, seers, and revelators enable us to hear Him. By learning how to hear Him, a prophet of God promises that we will be blessed with additional power to deal with temptation, struggles, and weakness. He says, I promise miracles in your marriage, family relationships, and daily work, and I promise that your capacity to feel joy will increase even if turbulence increases in your life. Can I talk about joy for a minute? God's ways are not the world's ways. And let's look at joy. I think the most overlooked commandment Back in October 2016, President Nelson said joy is powerful and focusing on joy brings God's power into our lives. As in all things, Jesus Christ is our ultimate exemplar, who for joy that was set before him endured the cross. Think of that. In order for him to endure the most excruciating experience ever endured, on earth. Our Savior focused on joy. This perspective from our seer is golden, sister scriptorians. The natural man often overpoweringly rises up in us and blocks us from experiencing this heavenly principle. Joy must be purposely sought after, and by learning to hear him, we are promised joy. To better receive revelation, If you are interested in the work, I encourage you to reread Revelation for the Church, Revelation for Our Lives. It is a blueprint to start you on that journey. Also reread the proclamation, the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It all began when a man had a question and God answered his child's prayer. It reaffirms this is God's church. Heavenly messengers have been sent to restore and to instruct and equip us with God's power. God does give gifts to his children. And through one of them, the Book of Mormon, we can learn his divine plan for us. Most importantly, the proclamation affirms that Jesus desires you and I to come unto him. That revelation continues. God is gathering. The heavens are open and God is willing to make his will known unto you. And after all the restructuring that has occurred in the past two years, and probably will occur to help the Lord's will be more clear to us and to help our work come to fruition. As a battalion, we have been asked to combine our efforts twice. On March 29th and then again on Good Friday, April 10th, to fast for healing, spiritually, physically, and economically. Our seer asked us, what's in a name? 
When it comes to the name of the Lord's church, the answer is everything. So he who can understand the past, present, and future corrected our course to use no longer the abbreviation or nicknames of the church that cut out the name of Jesus Christ, but to say the full name of the church. We are given the blessing that as we do this, that the Lord will pour down upon us and his church, his power, like we have never seen before. We have quorums restructured to accomplish the work of learning and teaching, of loving and serving others more effectively, more love, more serving, more support. Through the innate gifts of the sisters and by the incomparable power of the priesthood, President Nelson says, that we will have protection from the cunning wiles of the adversary. This is how we write the course of humanity. We use our gifts and the power that God has given to us. Think of what we've been asked to do and its far-reaching impact that it will have. Our love, our attention, inclusion, acceptance has the ability to help others to help ourselves to avoid the deceptions of Satan. And then the hope is that they will then go out and spread that onward. It's more than just a visit to drop off brownies. And how else can we survive the attacks on faith by the adversary? We have been given the counter strategy and the proactive plan of come follow me. With Come Follow Me, we have been equipped to be like Alma's people who were commanded by their ruler to not pray. No problem. I'll pray in my heart. We can't worship together at church. No problem. We will worship in our homes. Prophets, seers, and revelators have enabled us to be able to keep our religious liberties. Now, is Come Follow Me hard? Yes. (laughs) For me, it is. Has Home Center Church made my Sabbath day more of a delight? Yes, it has. I can see the fortification happening in my family. We are promised that our efforts at continuing faithful in Home Center Church will unlock the power in our families. It will take some remodeling of our homes in a spiritual sense and maybe even in a physical sense, moving some chairs and couches around. But I'll do it. I'll do it in order to be able to have the promise fulfilled that the influence of the adversary in our lives and in our home will be decreased. I hope that means that my children will stop fighting about whose feet are touching them when they're on the couch (laughs) during home-centered church. You see, we can't control the contentions of the world, but we can do something about our homes making them a place of study, prayer, faith, and love, making them a place that when people come into our homes, they feel the love of God. They feel the peace and the relief from the world. We can truly become disciples of the Lord, standing up and speaking up for Him wherever we are. And that takes courage, I know. And it takes confidence, but that is exactly what the word of God is intending to create and to give us. So much more has been done to restructure us, the restructuring of the young men to bring them closer to the bishopric, the emphasis of empowering our youth, 
allowing families to participate together in ordinances by restructuring who can serve as witnesses, both for baptisms and also for sealings, for the living and for the dead, by no longer needing to wait a year in order to be able to have a temple sealing if you needed to get married civilly. Priesthood and temple attending has been permitted earlier in our children's lives. Churches supporting what we're learning in our homes, temple recommend requirements have been clarified, proclamations have been declared, solemn assemblies have been held, and assignments of personal religious devotions have been passed out. None of that, mind you, has occurred without tremendous blessings being pronounced upon you. Listen to what you have been blessed to go and do. You have been blessed by a prophet of God, God's seer, to have greater harmony and love in your homes, with a deeper desire to care for your eternal family relationships, with increased faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, with greater ability to follow Jesus as a true disciple. And you have been blessed with the power to raise your voice in testimony. You sisters have been specifically blessed with the ability to leave the world behind as you assist in the crucial and urgent work of gathering Israel. He has blessed us that we may feast upon the word of the Lord and apply his teachings in our personal lives. We have been given the assurance that revelation continues in the church. We have been blessed with faith and patience to endure our personal challenges in life, to be exemplary Latter-day Saints, that we will become happier and holier with each passing day. We have been blessed with peace, with the desire to repent and become a little more like our Savior each day. We've been blessed to obtain the knowledge that the prophet Joseph Smith is the prophet of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness. And that should there be illness among us or our loved ones, a blessing from our prophet of healing consistent with the will of the Lord has been given to us. So if you're still wondering what is to be done, the answer is much And it's already been given to you. Place confidence in the seer of our day. Rejoice like King Limhi did, that you are not forsaken and that mysteries are waiting to be unfolded to you. In fact, they have been by the Lord's seer. And God's blessing has been pronounced upon you to go and do. Take seriously the blessings that the prophet of God has given you. Express gratitude for them. List them out one by one. If you don't see them happening in your lives, express thanks for them until you do. And then act as if they are true right now for you. And before you know it, you will see them working in your life. And your faith in Jesus Christ will be strengthened. And you will be edified to do his important work. Make his work your work. Set aside the things of the world their agendas, their feelings, their ways. Use what the prophet has counseled you to do. That is to gather scattered Israel, every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, and bring them unto Jesus. No more they versus us. Focus on loving and bringing everyone into we. Accomplish this by taking up the Lord's ways to lead out 
to lift, to liken, to learn, and to love.